What is going on, everybody, and welcome to Cold Front Daily. I'm your host, Daniel Kelly. I work with the Cold Front Report. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Cold Front Report or on our website, coldfrontreport.com. So what we do here is we talk the latest bills, news, transactions, rumors, free agency, draft talk, anything Buffalo Bills related. I'm your man for the job. We also cover league-wide news. So today's episode, I um, wanted to start off with the uh, stadium naming rights being announced yesterday. It is now Highmark Stadium there in Orchard Park, you know, formerly known as the REL, formerly known as New Era Field. Um, at the end of the day, guys, it's just money. Who really cares what the name of the stadium is? Um, there was a tweet out from our ESPN guy, Marcel, yesterday speaking about how it's kind of funny that an organization who is known for breaking folding tables is now endorsed by a medical company, which I found pretty funny. But, um, yeah, it's Highmark Stadium from now on, so that's who um, decided to bid the most on the naming rights, and that is what it's going to be known as. That's what I'll be referring it to as. You know, some people still like to call it the Ralph, you know, in honor of our late great owner and founder, Mr. Ralph Wilson. Um, for me, it's it's just about who owns it, and um, so that's what I will be calling it, is Highmark Stadium. There's been a few players that have come out and said that the Bills have met with them. Uh, Dylan Moses, linebacker out of Alabama, says that he met with the Bills four or five times. That's according to Matt Perino. Um, there's also a tight end that Buffalo met with, and we spoke about that uh, just yesterday with uh, Clayton Garrett on the show. If you guys haven't seen that, be sure to check it out. Um, tight end could be something that Buffalo targets there at 30, because if you look around the team, um, what other position do you guys think that you could take at 30 that... Um, that would start on this team. There's not many. You know, even if you were to say defensive end, I would counter that. You know, you have Jerry Hughes and Mario Addison. You say defensive tackle, there's Ed Oliver. Linebacker, you have Matt Milano, Tremaine Edmonds. Safeties, Poirier and Hyde. I guess you could argue second corner. Uh, cornerback number two would uh, would definitely be a... Um, if you drafted a player at 30, I think he could start. If he would beat Levi Wallace, who I think is still... Um, a very solid number two. So some other guys that the Bills have met with um, through, the, through the draft process, I'm going to go through some names with you here. Uh, it might be a little bit of repeat from last time, but we're just going to go through them one more time. Jared Patterson, the running back out of the University of Buffalo, rushed for seven, almost 1,800 yards, one yard shy of 1,800, and 19 touchdowns with the Bulls. Javian Hawkins, another running back out of Louisville, Shane Simpson, Virginia, Demetric Felton out of UCLA. Those are all the running backs that the Bills have met with thus far. Wide receivers, Daz Newsom out of North Carolina. If you guys hadn't seen the latest episode on the Cold Front Reports YouTube channel, they speak about some of the receivers, Daz Newsom being one of them. Emir Smith-Marset out of Iowa. Dax Milne out of BYU. He's also mentioned in that Cold Front Report uh, YouTube video. So if you guys want to check that out, he played with 
Um, one of the top quarterbacks in this class in Zach Wilson out of BYU. Mike Strachan out of Charleston. And those are all the receivers that the Bills met with at tight end. The name was Tommy Tremble from Notre Dame. Uh, offensive lineman, we have Tevin Jenkins out of Oklahoma State. Jack Anderson out of Texas Tech. Linebacker Jacoby Stevens out of LSU. Defensive backs Ifiatsu Melifonwu out of Syracuse. Darren Hall, San Diego State University. James Wiggins out of Cincinnati. Avery Williams out of Boise State. And a kicker in Evan McPherson out of Florida. Um, I'm not expecting Buffalo to take a kicker this time around, of course, with Tyler Bass. Um, there's not going to be much more news coming out of Buffalo until really the draft happens. You know, they, they have met with a, um, a safety formerly with the Steelers in Sean Davis. Uh, if he's signed, he's just going to be a, a backup, you know, to either Poirier or Hyde or both of them possibly. Um, but there's not going to be too much, too much big news left coming out. Um, around the league, you know, I'm really interested in this Miami trade because they move from three to 12, right? And we spoke about that on last Friday's episode. I wanted to get that episode out as soon as I saw the breaking news. Right after I posted that episode, they moved up again. So they moved from 12 to six. So now they own picks six and 18 in the first round. Um, I'm a little worried, guys. I mean, Miami has a lot of of capital. And uh, they won 10 games last year. We won 13. Buffalo winning 13 games and the division. But Miami's on the up. They really are. If, if you can hit on these first-round draft picks, it's going to be a scary sight. But I wanted to focus a little bit on San Francisco, the team who moved into the third pick. Now, it's been said that they're rolling with Garoppolo, and um, that's the plan via their head coach, Kyle Shanahan, who came out and said that they plan to draft a quarterback at number three overall. But Jimmy Garoppolo will start the season, and they're looking forward to somebody sitting behind Garoppolo for at least a year. So very interesting that he comes out and just – straight up says that they're drafting a quarterback at three. Um, I don't know if they're looking to trade out of this pick as well and gain more assets. But interesting indeed. You know, San Francisco has a really good roster. It kind of feels like they're just a quarterback away. It's what Buffalo was for a long time until Josh Allen really developed, which was a quarterback away. We're a quarterback away. So if they feel like they're a quarterback away, trading for the number three overall pick does not seem like a bad idea in the slightest. Other than that, guys, there's not much news going around the league. So we are going to go to the website in coldfrontreport.com, a website that you guys should be checking uh, as often as you can, as there's always a great article. Um, we are going to hit John Sparacco's article today, which is titled, How the Rest of the AFC East Stacks Up Following the First Wave of Free Agency. So you look around the East, and there's a lot of new faces. You know, the Jets with Corey Davis, Carl Lawson, Sheldon Rankins, Jared Davis, 
The Patriots, of course, we've spoken a lot about them. Jonu Smith, Hunter Henry, Kyle Van Noy, Trent Brown, Nelson Aguilar. Miami with Will Fuller, Bernardrick McKinney, Jacoby Brissett, Robert Foster. And then the Buffalo Bills, which what they did was they basically brought back anyone they wanted. They brought back Matt Milano. They brought back Darrell Williams. They brought back John Feliciano. And then they added some guys in Emmanuel Sanders, Jacob Hollister, Matt Hawk, Ifa Obata, and Matt Breida. So I definitely think the AFC East improved. Um, I feel like Miami could have done a lot more. You know, Will Fuller is a good receiver in the league. He's been he's been pretty solid, but he's got a history of suspensions and a history of not being able to stay healthy. So I'm, I'm surprised to see Miami not go after a bigger piece like a Kenny Galladay, who uh, ended up signing with the Giants. But, you know, overall, their, their roster isn't what scares me. It's really their coaching and their, their uh, culture right about now. The Patriots, okay. Um, the Patriots don't scare me. And, and the main reason being that Cam Newton only threw for nine touchdowns last year. If, it, if we're in a quarterback-driven league and your quarterback threw for nine touchdowns and you brought him back and paid him more money than you did last year on his contract this year, which, of course, includes, you know, thresholds that you have to hit to make certain amounts, blah, blah, blah. But I don't know. Uh, Patriots, of course, have Bill Belichick, which is... A scary sight to see on the opposite sideline. But overall, I, I don't think that they um, match up with the Bills or even the Dolphins at this point. And the New York Jets. The New York Jets did some good things this offseason. You know, Corey Davis, Carl Lawson. Um, two contracts that, that are good. You know, LaMarcus Joyner comes in, Tevin Coleman. Um, it goes back to the quarterback, you know, situation. Sam Darnold doesn't scare me. He has not been dealt. We spoke about him last week. Corey Davis, the newest wide receiver addition there, said that he expects Sam Darnold to start this year. And if that's the case, um, I know a lot of people are high on Sam Darnold. And they say the Jets haven't surrounded him with weapons and they they haven't really helped his development. And I agree completely. You know, the wide receiver room is weak. The running back room has been weak. You know, they had Le'Veon Bell, but it didn't quite work out with him. There's not a solid tight end. The offensive line also cannot block very well. So I get it. I get that people think um, Sam Darnold can be better than what he is in New York. But at the moment, he's still in New York. And they really didn't do that much on the offensive line um, to help out. You know, Corey Davis is a good addition, but uh, the Jets, I, I still think they're destined for a fourth place in the AFC East. Maybe third at best if New England um, ends up not playing well. I think the division is going to play out the exact same way as it did last year. Buffalo, Miami, New England, New York. And it's just because Buffalo did a great job of retaining their players. And it was a good offseason. We still have the draft to look out for, and I think Miami can do some damage. New England at 15, and the Jets, of course, sit at number two. It's going to be a long draft day for you Bills fans out there on April 29th, day one. So guys, that's all I have for you on today's episode of Cold Front Daily. Be sure 
to check out and follow, like, support all the pages, Cold Front Report. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, Cold Front Report. Check out the website, coldfrontreport.com. There's always a bunch of great articles. Um, you can find me on Twitter if you'd like, at the real Dan Kelly. That's at the real Dan Kelly. This is Cold Front Daily. I'm Dan Kelly, and I'll be speaking to you guys tomorrow. Thanks a lot.